We always appreciate the band. Love that. Hey, um, there's Bibles on. Maybe there's not. I guess not. There's no Bibles tonight. Uh, you can use your phone. Uh, there's a version app. Um, if, there's like lots of lots of Bible apps in the App Store. So we don't have any Bibles out right now. So if you got an iPhone, you can just download from the App Store real quick and just uh, read that. I guess. Um, so I got a story for us. Um, I'm going to tell a story, and then it's just kind of kind of transition into the message. Okay. Um, so we were talking about World Cup. Uh, Prof. Tucker. I guess he's not here anymore, but yeah, that was awesome. Well, that was awesome, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I love watching the World Cup. It reminds me of when I played soccer. I was like a superstar when I played soccer in third grade. Um, I think we actually have a picture somewhere. There it is. <laughs> yeah, can you guess which one's me? Yeah, I think, I, I don't know, maybe, all right, so yeah, this, where the red circle, of course, is me. Um, I'm just going to introduce a few of my few of my bros to you. This guy right here with like the, the the neck veins thing, standing next to the really tall girl, that's Derek Dennis. He's like super pro athlete at everything. Like uh, anything you imagine somebody being good at, he's good at it. Like athletics, uh, intellectual skills, video games, anything, he's good at it. Um, this really tall chick, I don't remember her name, so we'll just call her like giraffe lady. Um, <laughs> Uh, this kid kneeling with his fingers down like this and smiling. Uh, I don't know his name either, but he acted like a raptor. So he's raptor kid. And then this kid holding the ball with no jersey. Uh, I don't remember his name either, but he wasn't really on the team. Um, I think he's like the coach's kid. Yeah, he, he's definitely the coach's kid. I remember him like one game, but he never came to practice. That explains why he doesn't have a jersey. Um, also why he's got the only intense face there. Um, yeah, I don't remember much about him, so we'll just call him John. We'll just call him John. <laughs> not, not, not like John Wilkerson. It was just a really simple name. So now I got it in everyone's head. Cool. Um, so yeah, just a little story. We were the Jaguars. Jaguars. This is a- AYSO soccer where you got to pick your own team name. It was like the greatest time ever in all of soccer is picking your own name. So we were the Jaguars. I remember one specific game we were going against the Tornadoes. So it's Jaguars versus the Tornadoes. Who's going to win? Obviously the Jaguars are going to win. Um, So it's Jaguars versus Tornadoes. I remember distinctly in this one game at halftime. I knew it was halftime because I just ate eaten orange slices and I had orange zest on my fingers and around my lips and everything and you know I could just breathe and smell orange zest. That's why I remember it's halftime. And so it was halftime. The, the, the second half is about to begin, just a little setup, in case you don't know uh, how soccer works, well, in case you don't know how AYSO soccer works, I don't know how they do it nowadays, but like there's a circle in the middle of the field, the ball starts in the middle, and then you've got uh, players on four sides, so like maybe uh, this is a Jaguar, this is a Jaguar, this is a Tornado, this is a Tornado, and then when the, when the ref blows the whistle, and then they start, and then they just kind of pounce and attack the ball. Uh, with third grade soccer... I mean, you, you, you know for the most part where the goal is, but, like, they change, you know, after the half or quarter or something. Um, I don't know. But they change, so you, you, you kind of got to keep your, keep your head focused on which way the goal is, and everybody's kind of running with every direction. And, then, I mean, if you, come up, if you come up to somebody with the ball and you realize, oh, they're in my way, i got to turn around and run this way so I can, like, do a huge U-turn around them, it gets kind of confusing as to which way you're supposed to go. Keep that in mind. The game is about to start. What I'm about to tell you is like the quickest, most awesome, but confusing play in like all of third grade AYSO soccer. Ready? 
Here we are. We've got Raptor Kid in the front, and then I'm a striker, just like in the front. Derek is a striker, and I think Giraffe Lady is in the front somewhere as well. Here we go. I got one other kid to describe to you, by the way, but he's in the story, so just hold on. Everybody's anticipation going on? Here we go. Raptor Kid attacks, like pounces on somebody. Raptor Claw! Not really, but he was really violent like that. So he kicks the ball back. It's rolling to, like, Giraffe Lady, who picks it up, starts dribbling it or whatever, and, like, kicks it up, and then she's got, like, a really, like, long giraffe neck. So, <laughs> like, launches it 20 feet in the air. It's coming up. And then there's this one kid. There's a tornado. There's this kid on the tornadoes. Coolest kid ever. He's got, he's got a white headband, like, like angelic, vibrant vivid white headband and then goggles this is like lab goggles not swimming goggles but like lab goggles like like you like you see in sparkman or uh, or in morovia or whatever so lab goggles and white headband we'll just call him headband goggle man um headband goggle man is standing here and he's anticipating the goal, the, the ball coming over him. he's like 20 feet up and he's like so ready for his time to shine so you see him wind up punch it like goku punches the ball punches it. Uh, the ref doesn't really call it. I don't know why. It's third grade, I guess. So it bounces up again. It's coming down. And then I'm standing here and I think the goal's this way. I'm pretty sure it's this way. So it, it's, it's coming down. I'm just watching this whole thing, hoping I'm facing the right way. Like, yeah, go team. And the ball's coming down, lands right in the wedge in between my cleats. And I can see the goal, a goal. And I can also see people in the way. So I think strategy. Here's my strategy. I'm just going to start dribbling, and I'm going to start screaming at them. (laughs) And they will get out of the way. They will be so terrified of my scream, they'll get out of the way. Same with the goalie. I'm just going to run in the goal and win the greatest soccer goal forever in all eternity, and everybody on the earth celebrates because of that one goal that happened to me. Um, So that was my strategy. So setting it up, I'm right here. The ball's landed in the wedge, and like getting my stance on. This is like USA soccer team, by the way. It's called teeing it up. They just stand there. Ready? So this is me. It's a lot like USA soccer team. So anticipation. Here we go. Yeah! Get out of my way! And the people, like, the tornadoes are like, okay, sir, you go right ahead. And I'm like, that's right, you get out of my way so I can score you! And they're like, okay, you go right ahead. So I'm coming up. I'm, like, in the goalie box. And then you see Derek Dennis right there, like, tall chest. Uh, He's, like, standing on the opposite side of the field. He's like, yo, Josh, cross, cross, man, cross. I'm like, what is it? He's, like, passing. I'm like, oh, got you, got your pass, got you. So I pass it over to Derek. He's got the ball. And then he turns around and starts running the other way. I was like, Derek, what are you doing? Why are you running? No, don't score a goal. That's the wrong goal. And then so he's running down. He passes it to this dude. It's like a cross. And then Derek shoots and scores. I was like, Derek, what are you doing? You just scored for the other. What's up, John? We did it. So, yeah, that was me. You can take that picture now. Um, <laughs> I had no idea 
<laughs> I know I, I thought I knew where the goal was. I thought I did. Basically, based upon everybody else running around and, you know, everybody's going in their own direction. So I was like, well, I, I can just pick a direction now, I guess. That's how it works is everybody's kind of going every which way. So this is easy. I got the goal right in front of me. How about I just go for this one? And I'm a hero either way, right? I mean, for the other team, they're like, yeah, go Josh. I mean, either way, people are going to like me, me. So this is what's going on in my head right now. It seems like the best idea to do just because, I mean, I can't tell. If I would have been listening to the instructions in the beginning, I would have known. Uh, if I knew kind of the rules and how it works, I would have known. But instead, I just kind of uh, guessed and I followed everybody else's uh, footsteps on that. Um, so, and I think... I think as Christians, when we live our daily lives, uh, when we kind of follow the people we follow, when we, um, you know, do the things that our friends do or talk like the way our friends talk and just kind of go with the flow-ish and not really, I mean, it's all just kind of hunky-dory and we don't really care what we're doing. We kind of lose purpose. We, we don't really know where we're going. We don't really know where our goal is. Um, we don't really know where our goal is. So I'm going to tell you what the Word of God says um, about living with the goal in mind. Okay. This is why the Word of God tells us in Colossians 3 that we have to be people who live with the goal in mind. So it's Colossians 3. Colossians 3, uh, we're just going to read the first three verses. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to... I'm just going to divide this passage out and focus on each section, okay? So eventually we'll get to read the whole passage, but we're going to start with each phrase, and we'll just kind of dissect it like that. So there's two main points you've got to listen for. Two main points. First one. This is how to live with the goal in mind. How to live with the goal in mind of Christianity. First one. You've got to be on the team. So if you're taking notes or on your phone or whatever, you write that down. You've got to be on the team. So read verse 1, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, just a little bit of it. If then you've been raised with Christ. Stop right there. So Colossians is a letter written by Paul. Um, It's written by the Spirit of God through Paul. And what he tells us um, about living with the goal in mind. First he says, if then you've been raised with Christ then he's about, to do, he's about to tell you to do the following. So it only applies to you if you've been raised with Christ or if you're a Christian. So you have to be on the team. And what being on the team is, is being a Christian. So you have to be a Christian to be on the team. Some of you guys in this room um, haven't accepted Christ into your life. Um, and I'm very confident with saying that this goal does not apply to you yet. It doesn't apply to you yet. If you've been raised with Christ. So you have to be on the team to have a goal. I mean, it's like um, I, was thinking, I was thinking kind of more of my soccer story um, about what if somebody like wasn't on the team and like they scored a goal. Like what, what, how would that work? You know, so maybe like a parent like on the sidelines, he's like cheering for his kid. Um, so like I, I would have the ball like land like right at the wedge. <laughs> I'd be like just teeing it up, and my, my dad hates that. He'll just say, quit teeing it up and just shoot for the goal. And he's like screaming a lot louder than that, though. But, because um, he's like a dad, you know? So, I mean, he, if he's cheering me on, he's just going to be on the sidelines going, Josh, shoot it! Shoot the ball! Shoot! 
and like shoots it for me. Like, how would that, how would that go out? So the rest like, uh, <laughs> sir, sir, uh, you might need to sit down. It's like, well, I just scored a goal for my kid, man. Can you, can't you just give me, I'm just trying to score a goal. He's like, sir, you're not on a team. I don't know why we even were having this argument. I don't think that's logical at all. You should probably go in your car and chill out for a while. Um, go get some coffee. I don't know. Just actually, that's probably the opposite thing from what you need. You need a nap. So go home and take a nap, sir. Um, <laughs> I swear my dad wants to do that sometimes. It's like, I'm just going to go kick it for him. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what the picture looks like. If you're not on the team, uh, then you don't, have, you don't have the goal. You can't live with the goal in mind if you're not on the team. You have to be a Christian to be on the team. That's the first point. Second one, focus on the goal. So if you're taking notes or whatever, the second point, focus on the goal. Um, in the passage, so it's a complete verse one, almost. Focus on the goal. Uh, starting in verse one, I'll just read uh, from where I started last time. If then you've been raised with Christ, so you've got to be on the team. If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. So let's stop right there. Spirit of God tells us to seek the things that are above. So the word seek here. Uh, in the literal Greek language, seek. Uh, the word for seek, I don't know what it is and I can't pronounce it, but we'll just say seek, means one of two things. To be of the same mind, think about that, and to direct one's mind to a thing. So it's just, it's what I said the second point was, focus on the goal. It's really, it could be better translated focus in this case. So your mind is completely focused on one thing, on one central object is that your, your whole mind, everything you live by is completely focused. I mean, you got to be with like-minded with one thing. Okay, so seek the things that are above. So where is above? All right, well, I'll, leave, I'll read verse one again. If then you've been raised with Christ... Seek the things that are above. And it tells you where above is. It's not in the clouds. Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. To make sure there's no confusion, it's not just walking around thinking happy thoughts and uplifting yourself and walking with your chin held high. That's not what it is. It's, and he makes it clear. Think of the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So, where Christ is. In the first part of the verse, it says, if then you've been raised with Christ. So it says, if you've been raised with Christ, see things that are above where Christ is. That's where you've got to set your mind is where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Well, what does that mean for us? I mean, are we just picturing Jesus Christ sitting next to Almighty God on the throne? And I think the implication here when it says seek the things that are above, to have like-mindedness with what is up there, and what is up there is Jesus Christ and God. So to be like-minded with Jesus Christ. That's what the heart of the message is. That's what the goal is, is to be like-minded with Christ so that you can want what Christ wants and so that you can think how Christ thinks Set your mind on the things that Christ sets your mind on. So it's the picture of him walking through the crowds in Jerusalem and having, having compassion on the people around him. He legitimately cared on the salvation of other people. He legitimately, legitimately cared about you know, the state of other people, where, where they are in their spirituality, and he genuinely helps them with a true heart. So that's the picture we want, um, is where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. 
focused on the goal. Um, so like-minded with Jesus Christ, it's also like-minded with, with the scripture. So whenever you read in Colossians, when Paul's pouring out his heart, then you've got, you've got to feel, kind of think the same way as he does. When, when he reasons all these things and you read all these confusing things in, in, uh, in Galatians and all these gospels, and um, you might have to just interpret those with the simpler ones that are easy to understand, just like this. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That should be what you want to know, and that should be your passion. That's, I mean, it's in the text. It's the, you should want this. So it's like like-minded with the hearts of the apostles and of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God. So verse 2. I'm just going to keep reading from verse 1 and go all the way down to where we stop. So verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. We've got that down. Verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So you see how clear Paul's making it here about what he means by the things that are above. He says, do this and not this. So there's a, a contrast there. To read it again, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. Um, so what it means to think about things on earth is um, it could be for you, things on earth, your mindset and focusing on things that are, things that are here could mean popularity. It could mean your uh, fashion what kind of clothes you wear, um, being focused on your friends, your relationships, um, basically any kind of thing that, that you just kind of perceive people to look at you a good way and you just want people to like you. That could be an earthly thing. Uh, or lust, sexuality in relationships, um, you know, pursuing relationship for the wrong reason. These are all kind of earthly things. Maybe, maybe you get caught up in video games. Maybe, you know, your mind is set on just kind of beating this game or watching this movie. Or maybe your whole day is just set to just, you know, just mindless entertainment like that. Um, I'll tell you where my struggles were. Um, my struggles when I was in high school, when I was in Sparkman and at Monrovia Middle School, I remember um, wherever I would go, just kind of subconsciously, you know, if I was walking in the halls, I was thinking about the next class. I was thinking about just like funny people in that class so I could sit next to them and laugh with them or say funny things with them. That's what I was focused on. So I go into this class. Um, first thing uh, of my concern when I sat down was I want something funny to happen so I can laugh. I mean, just whatever, whatever happens. So sometimes I just have something funny to say to one of my buddies and we just have a funny conversation that's that was that's what my was what my mind was focused on so whatever yours is just keep, keep that in mind throughout this this message so that's kind of how it applies to me um one of the one of the um biggest places that this kind of stuff happens where you've got open conversation total freedom to talk about whatever you want to talk about one of the places that happens um is in my opinion one of the best like ministry spots that, that can be. And it's like at your lunch table at school. Either that or in the locker room at your, at your sports team. Uh, whatever, whatever kind of hobby you have where you're collective in a group of people, hold on to that. So for me, it's lunch table. And I think for a lot of you guys, it's lunch table. Um, 
So the question I want to ask, it's rhetorical, so you don't answer it, just in your mind. Um, the question I want to ask is, when you go into that lunchroom, and when you sit down, as soon as you sit down, what is your genuine concern? What's your genuine concern when you sit down? Is it World Cup soccer? Is it whatever kind of sports you like? Talking about it. Is it your video games, talking to your friends about video games? And keep in mind, this is all that's happening in your mind. So it's your genuine concern. What you actually are concerned about as soon as you sit down at that lunch table, what is it? Is it how many people at that table are lost? Is it, are you, are you, are you genu- genuinely concerned about people's salvation? Are, are you like-minded with Christ that he wants everybody to be saved? Do you have that passion in you? If not, guys, um, that's a problem. And I think everybody, everybody in here relates to that. So I thought of, I thought of something we can do to just kind of pray that this would stop. So here's what I want us to do right now. Uh, so everybody's got a smartphone or some kind of piece of paper or something, or get your friend to write it down, get your friend to take notes for you. Um, I'm about to tell you, Three things to do, okay? So three things to do when you get home. I'm just going to give you the list, and then you fill it out when you get home, okay? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down a list of the things that keep you from living with the goal in mind. I want you to write a list. Think about the faces of each person at that lunch table and what you think of automatically when you sit down Think about what distracts you, what keeps you from living with the goal in mind. Write a list. Not one thing, not two things. It's going to be a long list. If you can't think of anything, get three and then start praying for more. Um, Second thing. First thing, write a list of everything that keeps you from living with the goal in mind. Pray. Number two. Pray that God will help you find some sort of solution to get rid of these distractions. So number two is I want you to pray that God will help you get rid of these distractions so you can be more in tune with what God wants to do so that you can live with this goal in mind. That's number two. Pray that God will help you find solutions to get rid of these distractions. And number three, I want you to write down a specific time and day of when you're going to complete that sheet I just gave you. So whether it be tonight, whether it be uh, tomorrow morning uh, for your quiet time, you can fill out that sheet and reflect on it, pray on it. That's probably what I would do is tomorrow morning. So I'm going to do one of these things when I'm done preaching, um, and I'll do it tomorrow morning. So we can all do it together if that's the case. Or we can do it tonight, whatever you want. Um. And for, for all of you that uh, for all of you that aren't Christians, um, this goal I said before isn't for you. This 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 living with the goal in mind and being like minded with Christ, it's not for you. It's in verse one where it says, "If then you've been raised with Christ." So it's only people that have been raised with Christ. Read verse three with me. Verse three: For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So verse 1 and verse 3, it basically says, if you're a Christian, then you've got to live with the goal in mind because you're a Christian. And when it says the things about being raised with Christ and now you're dead, 
that may be confusing. Well, if you've never heard the story, this is it. That our God Almighty sent his perfect one and only son down to earth as a human being in the flesh. And what he did was lived a perfect life, zero sin. The goal was always in his mind at all times and in his actions and his deeds, everything. And he did marvelous works. And what happened, he was perfect. He was the perfect sacrifice. And so that's what he ended up doing was he had to die on a cross and then be buried in the ground for three days. And on the third day, God Almighty raised him up and uh, he walked around the earth and proved that he was alive, saying, if anybody, if anybody believes in me, in my resurrection, death and resurrection, then they'll have eternal life. That's when you can have the goal. So if you're not on the team, if you're not a Christian, you need to be. You need to find an adult in the back. Any one of those guys are strong Christians, and they, they know how to help you out, or you can talk to me. Um, let's pray. Lord God, we love you so much. We love your infallible word of truth that we can rely on every word that proceeds out of your mouth. God, we pray that we would remember this this list, that we would write this down so that we can practically pray about it and know what we're struggling with so we can be confident in asking you, God, to help us Help us get out of this mess. God, we pray that that you prepare our hearts for one last song as we conclude our time here at Greenhouse. Um, I pray that you just make our hearts genuine so that we can worship you like we've never worshipped you before tonight. Christ's name. Amen. You guys grab a seat for me real quick. Um, Josh, if you would, man, come on uh, back up here just for a second. Did Josh do a great job or what? You go this way. There you go. So, um, so Josh, uh, I've got, had the privilege of hanging out with you for like four years, man. Um, my, the entire time I've been here, you've been around, and it's been uh, interesting, right? So um, I've had the privilege to see Josh go from being uh, like a 10th grade guy who um, was a little weird a little bit, let's be honest, a little goofy, uh, like, yeah, okay, that, that much. Um, and, then, and then had the privilege of, of getting to sit down and talk with Josh about um, God placing a very special calling on his life. Um, then I got the chance to uh, begin hanging out with Josh on a weekly basis, and he was part of one of the very first life groups. Um, we called it Team Fire Squad, and uh, they got to hang out with me, and a bunch of you guys were in there with us. And, and I got to, see, um, got to see God continually shape and mold and, and grow uh, Josh up into the man that he now is. Um, Josh is only a couple of years older than some of you guys. Um, he's, you're 20, right? You just finished freshman year of college. Um, he is not very far removed from where you are at all. And for him to be able to stand up here and, and to, um, to open up God's word and tell it in a way that was really funny and good <laughs> and engaging. I, I love that, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited of, to see the way that things have progressed from the time you were in high school. And then Mike showed up a little bit later once you started working with us. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I, I haven't known Josh uh, quite as long as, as Britain and even really as most of you out there, but um, 
I've uh, been privileged to know him over the past year and, and to work with him in the office. And um, I've just uh, been amazed uh, about the, just seeing the change in you over just, just the past year. Uh, when you started with us and, you know, when you found out you're going to be teaching Sunday school, um, Back last summer and, and just having conversations with you, with, with me and Britton, just about how nervous you were and you weren't sure if you were going to be able to do it and, and get up in front of them and, and teach Sunday school. And then it started and, and it got better. And, you know, through conversations, uh, you know, I heard you, hey, I connected with, with this student and, hey, I had this good conversation with this student. Man, it just got better and you got more confident. Uh, and, and now you're, you're up in front of everybody speaking and, and you just, you killed it, dude. And uh, it just, it's, I've been... Uh, amazed and very impressed about uh, over this past year, just getting to know you and to see you grow, um, uh, not only as a as a you know a, a young man, but as a, a believer in Christ and as someone who is called to to do this. And I'm really excited to see uh, where God takes you uh, from here. So, um, we uh, the, the the student ministry staff uh, we got you a little something. Um, we wanted to give you uh, as you go. Um, this is uh, an ESV study Bible, and um, it's a special ESV study Bible because the staff, um, student staff, we all sat down and um, we, uh, we all marked some of our favorite verses, things that have meant things to us uh, along the way. And, uh, and so they're in there for you, and, and hopefully they are going to be as encouraging to you as they are, uh, as they were and have been to us. So we're proud of you, man, and we're looking forward to what God does with you from here on. Take your hands. I'm already doing this. I'm already doing this thing. No speech. I just want to let you know that's Britain's Bible. So I didn't be like, whatever, my old Bible. <laughs> can, can, we, can we pray for you? All yeah. right, so here's how I want to do this. Um, uh, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll lead us, but in your own way, in your own heart, um, I want you to um, uh, voice your blessing over Josh's continued ministry um, as he goes on to all the things that are next. So, so there's 140 of us tonight. Um, so 140 people praying for Josh's continued ministry, wherever God may take him. Okay. You just kind of ignore me. I'll talk to God. I'm just going to be on the microphone. You do your thing. Cool. And when I say amen, you just have to stop. Deal. All right, let's pray. Um, father, it is, uh, it is no small task that you've given Josh Beck. Um, but you have called and you are equipping. Um, and, and we are so thankful that you have allowed us to be a part of, um, of helping Josh grow into the minister that you're going to build him into. Um, and I've been so blessed by the impact that he's made on each one of us. We're so grateful for um, you giving us the time that you've had with him and his family. And as he heads into all that is next, as he goes down to Mobile um, to, to further his education there, and as he heads on to seminary or wherever you take him after that, God, we pray for your guidance, for your wisdom, um, for your courage, to, be, to speak the word boldly, as he always has, um, and for your love, that he would love people uh, as you love them. And nothing short of that. God, we pray for Josh that you would make him into the, into the man that you've called him to be. It's your son's name I pray. Amen. All right. Cool. All right. So tonight, um, as we're out, we're going to be outside eating watermelon and hanging out over here on the side. So uh, we're going to do that. Um, it's free, whatever. Uh, give Josh a hug, talk to him. And then um, I need, I need you guys to stay with me. We got to put up some chairs real quick. All right. Everybody get out here really, really fast, except you guys. Bye.